welcome to episode three of The Calling. In this episode, as I promised last time, I'm going to list and briefly review a series of valuable resources that have a lot to offer in terms of the framework that I'm operating within in this podcast. Okay, so moving forward here, I'm going to identify and give a little sort of annotated, verbal, verbally annotated bibliography of some of the sources which I have found to be invaluable in the path of energy work, dreaming, and learning to access the mobility of consciousness. One of the most important resources which I've found is the Seth material. These are books uh, which on the cover say that they're by Jane Roberts. However, Jane Roberts was, in a sense, not an entirely passive, but a channeling person. Uh, she was actually a great psychic who, I believe, died in the early 80s. The book called Seth Speaks, The Eternal Validity of the Soul, is one of the, as it states on the cover, complete books by the personality who has dictated over 6,000 pages on the universe beyond the five senses. So uh, I believe it was Deepak Chopra who said that the Seth material is essential reading for those who are engaged on a spiritual path. And I would wholeheartedly agree. The Seth material is filled with information on the nature of reality and how the universe operates through consciousness and energy. So any of the Seth material is worth reading, any one of them. There are several books, also separate books written directly by uh, the author Jane Roberts, which are also quite good. But the Seth material, Seth Speaks, another really good one is The Nature of Personal Reality. Most recently, the Seth uh, material has been published by Amber and Allen. But there are other publishers, some not as recent, who have published the Seth material, and they may be not quite as fully available in used bookstores or, or even new bookstores. I haven't seen them in new bookstores. Um, most, of the, most of the Seth material that I've obtained, I've obtained through Amazon.com. But all of the Seth material is, in my view, very important reading when you're undertaking uh, a journey into the nature of reality and metaphysics in general. There are also nine books of Seth material, which are the early sessions, which those alone if read, can give you a really good framework to operate within. In conjunction with the Seth material, the other books that I found most valuable for the path that I'm on, and I'm not, I'm not necessarily prescribing everyone follow the exact sort of same path I'm on because different people are going to have different experiences. However, the Carlos Castaneda books are also in my view, essential reading, most particularly The Art of Dreaming, which is not only a, um, an excellent story, but it's an excellent framing of dialogue between Don Juan Matus and Carlos Castaneda, uh, Don Juan being a, a sorcerer of the Toltec lineage, which arose out of the land of knowledge, which is Mexico. The, Mexico is the ancient land of knowledge. 
uh, the Toltec tradition and the art of dreaming is made sort of into a bare bones framework that one can operate within. And some of the information in the Carlos Castaneda books, if not all of it, actually correlates quite well with the Seth material. Two extremely varied sources, but which correlate quite well and, and are able to be reconciled with one another quite well in terms of understanding the way that energy is structured in the universe by means of consciousness and how in particular in the art of dreaming and other Castaneda books there are information in those books and and really what it what it comes down to in in reading this material is not just to sit down and read it but to study it uh, I've read the most of the Seth material at least a few times and the Castaneda books at least a couple times and I'm still reading them I find that going through them and rereading them helps me to distill out of them essential bits of information that that play into the practice that one wants to engage with in terms of dreaming and the mobility of consciousness in conjunction with the the Carlos Castaneda books and more specifically with the Toltec tradition there's another author named Ken Eaglefeather, who wrote a book called A Toltec Path. And this book is very valuable in terms of taking information from the Castaneda books and drawing out of it a sort of very clear understanding of the various aspects of pursuing the Toltec path uh, and in in traveling with power and in the art of dreaming. Also within the Toltec tradition, I might recommend a number of books by Don Miguel Reese. He is the author of an international bestseller called The Four Agreements. He has a number of other books. One is called The Voice of Knowledge. There's another one called The Fifth Agreement. These are all really good books in terms of transferring a sort of a Toltec way of living into everyday life. And even if one is looking for ways to turn their life into a, a grander adventure, so to speak, uh, these books are, are very good. Don Miguel Reese does a really good job of translating the Toltec system of way of being into a very good series of books. And these are fairly easy reading books. They're, they're not quite as um, heavy or thick as the Seth material or the Castaneda material, although the Castaneda material is, is very easy to read because the stories are told so well. And I would recommend reading the Castaneda material, not with the idea that these are fanciful stories that were just made up, but with the mindset that these are grounded in actual experience. One of the Carlos Castaneda books, which I like a lot for referring back to, is called The Wheel of Time. And this is a book which on each page is just a one paragraph quote from some of the various Castaneda books. It's really good to just sort of go through and just kind of randomly open it and go to a page and read it because every page offers some little gem of 
practicable knowledge. And in relation to that, another book which is not necessarily essential, but which I would recommend to anyone who's looking for a way to, on occasion, just draw from the universe something of value that can inform and nourish one at a conscious level, at a subconscious level, and at an inner senses sort of level. And this is called Medicine Cards. It's by Jamie Sams and David Carson. And what Medicine Cards are, are a series of cards that one uses to draw from, or one can use it in a similar way to a tarot deck. But these cards are cards that you can draw from or maybe in your in your waking life you may see certain animals and each card in the medicine cards is a different animal and so for instance just randomly opening the book uh, to the animal the frog and the subheading is cleansing frog sings the songs that bring the rain and make the road dirt more bearable Frog medicine is akin to water energy and the east on the medicine wheel. Frog teaches us to honor our tears, for they cleanse the soul. All water rites belong to frog, including all initiations by water. Water prepares and cleanses the body for sacred ceremony. It is the element we understand best in the womb. Frog, like ourselves, is a polywog in the fetal waters and only learns to hop after it experiences the world of fluidity. This goes on with more and more writings about the frog and, and the nature of frog and how the, the, the frog medicine can help you in your life. So each of these cards have a different way of providing for one a beautiful glimpse into ways that all life is connected and ways that all life can inform other aspects of itself. I came across the medicine card book really seemingly by accident. It's something one of my daughters found and she had it in her room and I saw it in there one day. And I said, what is that book? And she had the book, had found the book or someone had given it to her, um, but without the cards. So I was able to get a copy with a full deck of the cards and it's a, it, it's a great resource. There, there's a, there are other books with animal cards and other systems, but I found this one to be my favorite. So another set of books which are a little more sort of maybe you could say in between practice-based reading and theoretical reading. And when I say theoretical, I'm putting that in quotes because the words in the books are symbols and the books in a sense are portals to views of reality that not everyone is going to experience in the same way. But the two books I'm referring to are Adventures Beyond the Body by William Buhlman, which is also an inexpensive paperback. Uh, really valuable reading in terms of understanding how the out-of-body experience can work. And in more advanced dreaming, what we learn to do is we learn to merge our dreaming body, our energy body, with our consciousness, and we acquire our dreaming body that way. But in beyond that, we learn to travel in the, in the quote-unquote real world with our dreaming body. And Adventures Beyond the Body by William Buhlman is a great introduction to that. And also, in, in a sense, 
as a triangulation between those, the Seth material and the Carlos Castaneda books, offers a really good systematic way to really develop your consciousness to a, to a pretty high degree if you're willing to apply yourself and discipline yourself because freedom does not come without discipline. Another book, and there are quite a number of books on the out-of-body experience, uh, but another one that I really found uh, very sort of genuine is Sylvan Muldoon and Hereward Carrington's The Projection of the Astral Body. I think this has been out of print for a while. This one may be a little more difficult to find, but it gives one another view into the reality that our consciousness has a mobility which we can learn to tap into and take advantage of. Now, in terms of more of a practice-based approach, I've just chosen a couple of books or maybe a few. These are most importantly, one that I found really great is Qigong Teachings of a Taoist Immortal, The Eight Essential Exercises of Master Li Ching Yun. Uh, the author is Stuart Alvey Olson. This book is published by Healing Arts Press. And what this book is, is a guide to a sort of a Taoist approach to learning to work with an internal yoga and with your internal energy and beginning to work with the breath to amplify one's subtle energy bodies and in ways which can provide really sort of youth-giving energy to the body. Fantastic thing to practice. I found that in, at times where I haven't been taking good care of myself, uh, just doing a week of the eight brocades in this book, and there are other, other things in this book that are outlined that can be done, but just doing the eight brocade exercises, which are basically done seated on the floor, are an incredible way to sort of restore a balance to yourself and your, and your energetic self. I found that the Qigong, in relation to things like Tai Chi and yoga is, is a very good sort of uh, building block for total vitality. And, and to really develop as a dreamer or as an energy practitioner to a high level uh, requires that, that level of vitality, and which, which is largely why it requires a certain amount of discipline. Another book which I found uh, very useful is more along the Tibetan lines. Uh, but it's a Tibetan yogas of breath and movement. It's called Awakening the Sacred Body. It's by Tenjin Wangyal Rinpoche, who is the founder and spiritual director of the Ligmincha Institute, which is a nonprofit organization dedicated to preserving the ancient teaching, arts, science, and literature of Tibet and Zhangjiang. So this guy is a highly respected teacher around the world, and his books are very accessible and very good for working with energy. At another episode, I will probably eventually get around to outlining some resources which detail more advanced work in terms of breath work and yoga. However, doing the exercises in this book in conjunction with the Qigong exercises are a fantastic way to reach that level of vitality that can allow you to awaken within your dreams and begin to develop your abilities beyond uh, what is normally considered possible. In relation to dreaming also, and 
Some other resources, as I mentioned, I will outline later. Robert Moss has some excellent books on dreaming and lucid dreaming and awakening within dreams. Robert Moss, um, the author of Active Dreaming, uh, has written a number of books. And Robert Moss is very knowledgeable in terms of ancient cultures and ancient practitioners on through time up through the present who deal with dreaming in various ways. His book Conscious Dreaming is an excellent resource. His book Dreaming the Soul Back Home, which is more of along the lines of a shamanic dreaming practice, uh, are both really good. So that's, that's a number of books right there, about 18 books all told. And I think if, if someone is willing to begin to take these books on and study them, you will find a, a vast area of useful information. And I find it quite fascinating to, in a sense, sort of mentally corroborate some of these different authors. And in some ways, different approaches are merely different sort of symbolic rituals toward achieving the ultimate end. The Seth material is quite straightforward. And I find it, because of that, it's the most valuable to me. A lot of the practice that we're talking about here begins with purposeful intention. And in some ways, some of the things that are done as one advances through the different gateways or levels of dreaming abilities, one is more able to not create arbitrary separations or distinctions between different aspects of self, which certain kinds of ritualistic approaches or more symbolic approaches might bring about. The Seth material is very straightforward. The Costinatum material, in my view, is probably nearly as straightforward as the Seth material. Of course, that's a bit of a subjective statement, so I don't expect, you know, of course I don't expect everyone to just agree with everything I say, necessarily, but um, I've taken an honest approach here and gone through some of the books in my library and found these to be uh, fantastic resources for someone in, in modern society today who, such as myself, who may not have access or at least at the, at the point at which we're engaged in this journey currently don't have access to someone who can really connect with you on a deep level and understand you as a living human being, you know, rather than as, you know, in a way that many people today sort of look at one another either as obstacles or vehicles to obtaining what they want. Um, what I'm talking about is the idea of a master or a guru who can really take you under their wing, or take you in hand, who understands you, your energy and your personality. This may not be available to everyone. So though I've done a number of workshops in shamanic traditions and dreaming traditions, I've overall found that just engaging with the work on your own level and beginning on the work on yourself will lead you down a path that ultimately will, in a sense, present itself to you. I'd like to add a couple of other resources which are not literary, which are physical things that one can acquire fairly easy in some cases, maybe more difficult or more expensive in others. Um, 
But one of these is the shungite crystal. Shungite is an ancient carbon-heavy crystal which has been shown to be very effective in helping to ameliorate the effects of electrosmog. And shungite is fairly inexpensive, at least up to this point. And it can be used in many different ways. Shungite gravel can be put in water to purify water. Um, spherical shungite crystals can be used in a space where you may be required to use a smartphone or some type of device that is utilizing uh, the Wi-Fi frequencies or the um, high-powered microwave signals that are using increasingly today in wireless communication and data transmissions. Most of these frequencies are somewhat antagonistic to the human system and although it could be it could be stated that the frequencies chosen could have been chosen as frequencies which are more beneficial but unfortunately it seems at least based on a scientific sort of approach that uh, they aren't so uh, Shungite crystals are very, very excellent things to have around, along with other crystals. Uh, crystals are kind of a whole area of study and knowledge unto themselves. People sort of have to identify, much on an intuitive level, the types of crystals that work with their, their personal energy the best. Uh, and this can change. You know, your energy can change over time different practitioners of different things like for instance the Ayurvedic system of healing an Ayurvedic practitioner will understand I'm pausing right now because as I'm as I'm speaking I'm looking out I'm in my car actually parked next to a park and I see a big big black blob running across the field and as I look at it I look more closely and I see that it's it's a big black rooster and there are actually three of them out there now and I'm not sure why roosters are running around in a public park but there they are <laughs> uh, as I was saying an Ayurvedic practitioner who's worth their salt would understand that a person is not an energetic pattern in one way their whole life. One, things can shift and change even on a daily basis so that while one healing modality within Ayurvedics might be applied for a person at a certain time, it doesn't mean the same modality is going to apply to that person over a length of time. Time being understood as we're in a sort of a time-based system here with the understanding that time and space are part of the camouflage reality that we perceive with our senses. Other things which I think are worth really getting a, at least a sort of overview understanding of are essential oils, homeopathic medicine, the flower essences by, uh, I believe it's Bach. I want to say J.S. Bach, but that's Johann Sebastian Bach. Uh, the Bach flower remedies, flower essences, are fantastic. I remember for a time when I was 
eating a fairly plant-based diet, basically a plant-based diet, although I was using different supplements. Uh, but when I was eating freshly grown edible flowers, which I happened to find in the grocery store near where I was living in Texas at the time, uh, the edible flowers are a great way to, in a sense, bring your, your frequency to a higher level. So on top of all of these resources, I might mention that a prerequisite to really beginning to gain traction in your own personal evolution of consciousness and, and higher energy levels is just basic health, eating a, a largely plant-based diet, eating or largely organic as much as possible. I really find that a raw diet is the most beneficial way to amp up your vitality and energy. And along with this, basic health uh, fitness practices are excellent. And these can be just about anything, but I like to break it down into three parts. Uh, basically, flexibility, anaerobic um, exercise of some kind. So you have flexibility, a strong aerobic system, heart and lungs basically, and then a, a strengthening system for, for muscle development. That's the approach I take. So I don't spend a lot of time working out, but if one just does 10 to 15 minutes a day, which would be even for myself, 15 minutes a day is more than I usually do. But it's really about consistency in the practice. What I like to do each day is, for instance, I'll take a 20-minute walk. Uh, I'll stretch a bit later in the day. And I do a series of stretches which are sort of a combination of basic fitness things, like the kind of things Jack LaLanne used to teach. I, I know a lot of you probably don't remember Jack LaLanne, but he's a fitness expert who, expert who has done some pretty amazing things. For instance, towing rowboats across the San Francisco Harbor with his teeth while swimming in the water. Uh, I don't remember if he had his hands tied, <laughs> but he was, I think he pulled seven tugboats across the San Francisco Bay by just swimming with his legs and pulling a rope with his teeth. And this was when he was in his 60s. So the level of fitness that can be achieved is, can be pretty amazing. But what I'm saying is that some basic fitness techniques, and I also like to employ a bit of jumping. A jumping rope is, is a very efficient way to exercise your entire body. And jumping on a trampoline, having a little uh, rebounder or, or round trampoline to bounce on, even if only five minutes a day, is, is tremendous for the all the little valves and all the little systems in your body that deal with moving the blood and more physical aspects of your physiology around. So I'll do cer certain fitness exercises inter interspersed with different stretches and yogic type, asana type exercises, jumping rope, jumping on a trampoline, going for walks, and of course then incorporating a Qigong practice and eventually adding, uh, what you want to do is eventually begin to add breath work into the, into the equation. 
I know a lot of people probably don't realize this, but when you begin to employ breathwork in conjunction with a more disciplined lifestyle, you'll be amazed at what you can accomplish. So that's it for today. I think, as I think about some of the ideas that I'm talking about here, I may do, I may like to talk about um, some of the different supplements, plants, and more specific, specific plant-based oils and things which can be put to good use if done in a systematic way. And though I myself tend to experiment a lot, and I think experimentation is really valuable. <laughs> I know, I think in, in my view, some of the greatest scientists of the world were tinkerers. People who maybe didn't even necessarily come up with a lot of their own ideas. Thomas Edison comes to mind. Didn't come up with a lot of his own ideas, but took ideas from people like Tesla and someone like Marconi, who I'm not sure if, if he came up with any of his own ideas. <laughs> but tinkered and came up with ways to utilize the ideas and put them into uh, physical use which benef can benefit a lot of people. Uh, and it's the same on a, on a personal level. I maybe could think of myself as one who sort of tinkers around with different things and trying out different things. Because no matter what any scientist or doctor or any one of these people who may wear a white lab coat might tell you, your own experience and your own results are really what matter. So with that, I'd like to thank you for listening and hope you have a fantastic week and I'll see you at the next episode. I'm not sure what the next episode is going to be yet, so at this point it'll be probably a surprise. Thank you again. Much peace. Much love. Namaste. Till next time. Bye-bye.